It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, you mentioned a creative contract. I've heard this. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. But one of the other rumors over the last few days would be the Mets pursuing Blake Snell. And off the top, I've said all offseason, I have no interest in Blake Snell and giving him some kind of mega contract, which is what he's looking for. Reportedly, the Yankees offered him five years, $150 million. The Mets, I wouldn't offer him that. Put it that way, I wouldn't offer him five years, 150. But a lot of people have asked me in the email on Twitter, but Evan, what if you get him on a Scherzer contract? That seems to be the new thought. And it's similar, Pete, to what you suggested with Jorge Soler. What if you give him a three-year big money deal, but opt-outs all over the place? So I'll answer this two ways. Number one, yes, I would pursue that. My my anti-Blake Snell opinion is not he can't be productive in 2024 or he can't even be productive in 2025. It's more giving him a long-term deal I think will age terribly bad, like terribly bad. So if you have a way to bring him in and it's on a short-term deal in which there's still motivation for him to go out and have another monster year and get to free agency – I'm for that. I'm not against that. So I'll answer that right off the top. Yeah. If you told me he was signing the exact contract that Max Scherzer signed two years ago, a three-year deal essentially in which you're paying him $45 million a year, which is an absurd amount of money per year, but short term, I'm good. I would take that risk. I really would. And maybe it's a little different in that he has opt-outs after every single year. So to Pete's point, it's the Solaire contract you suggested just with Blake Snell. Yes, I acknowledge I would be interested in that. That's number one. Number two, you really think Blake Snell's interested in that? Blake Snell is coming off of a Cy Young season. As much as I may shit on him, like is Blake Snell really after his second Cy Young award and only the second year of his career and he threw 180 innings. And by the way, he's not 27 years old. He's 31, 31 years old. Does he really think Or would he think, let me sign one of those deals. I'll have another big year. And now at 32, I'm going to get that mega contract. Yeah, but but hold on. There's a, he wants $200 million. And so far, I haven't seen a single team uh, like jump on that. Like, oh, that's a great deal. If you and I are talking this way, I think other teams who are, who see what his production is over the past few years. And yes, he won a Cy Young, but they also see the downside. I don't think any team is willing to commit to $200, $200 million for Blake Snell. So there might be that whole thing where the market is not what you thought it was, and it's going to have to flip, and he's going to be forced into that type of deal. But you think he would, because what you're doing when you sign a contract like that is you're kicking the can down the road. You're basically saying, you know what? I didn't get the money I wanted. Let me kick it a year, 
kick it two years, and I feel like then I'll get my payday. I can't see any way, considering he'll be a year older, considering the market for free agent pitching is pretty good next year, when you think of Bieber and Burns and Wheeler and Freed. I don't know how you could rationalize that you'll do better next year. So even if you don't get what you want, like you're suggesting, whatever you can get is probably better than anything you'll get next year. Like, think about it. You're a year older, and there's a better market of free agent pitching. Why would you do better next year than you would do this year coming off of a Cy Young? It doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I do get that. But here's the thing. Like, Blake Snell, you think about how many how much money he's made over the past, over his career. Over his career, let's see. He's made career earnings of... Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. It's a little slow right now, but hold on. His career earnings are $47 million. Right. Are his career earnings. If you offer him a three-year deal for the same thing as Scherzer was, what, like $100 million, you're making $45 million a year, you've just doubled your salary. And I'm not telling him he's got to do that. I understand the life-changing money. It's all life-changing at this point in time. But if no one's going to bite, if no one's gonna to buy buy into that two hundred million, what's one more year? I just doubled what I just made in in my entire eight seasons. What's one more year? Because the Yankee offer, which may not be out there anymore because of the Stroman signing, but maybe it is a five years one fifty, is probably better than what you're laying out. Because even though you're making less per season, you're at least getting that five year commitment. That's why I. I don't buy any of this. I don't buy that Snell's market would come down enough where the Mets would be able to poach him on a shorter-term contract because if that's a Yankee offer, I assume another team would make that offer, and I assume he could get $170 million. He may not get $200 million, but I think he would do pretty well or well enough. Okay, so the, this is – I know it's a different question, but so what's the deal? What's more important for, for Snell? Is he, is, he a, um, is he an AAV guy? Is it more about just career earnings? Is he more about the union trying to, you know, one-up everybody? Yeah, I think, look, I'm just squarely guessing here because every individual is different. But I think when you're 31 years old and you have had two Cy Young seasons in your career and you've had a lot of injuries and mixed results in the middle of it. So you've got the two Cy Youngs, which is pretty impressive. There aren't a lot of pitchers that have accomplished that. And usually the guys that do, outside of like Tim Lincecum and Johan Santana, end up in the Hall of Fame. Like winning two Cy Youngs is almost a ticket to the Hall of Fame. And the rest of his career is very mixed. You know, it's not terrible, but he's missed starts. 
He's had years with a four and a half ERA. I think if you're 31 years old and that's your resume, you're trying to get the longest term deal possible. I think that that would be my assumption that you're trying to get a seven year contract. Now, what will he ultimately get? Who's the team that ultimately gives it to him? I don't know. But if I had to guess right now, I think he's going to get six years. I think he's going to get about 170 million. And I think that takes the Mets out because the Mets shouldn't be in on that. As far as adding another pitcher's concern, I've said this about the Yankees when talking about the Yankees on the fan, even though the Yankees have five starters technically right now after signing Stroman and the Mets have five starters technically, if you assume Manaya, Severino and Hauser are rotation arms. And I do, especially with what they're making. Hauser, I guess, could be more of a swing guy, but Manaya is in the rotation. Severino clearly in the rotation. There's this thought of, well, they got five, they're done. And I've even said it. I think they're done. And I do think they're done, by the way. I'm not against adding another arm, though. I want to make that clear. Just because I think they're done, and I don't think they're going to add another starting pitcher, doesn't mean I'd be against adding Dylan Cease or Jesus Lazardo. Now, the problem with both of those guys, not problem with them as pitchers, what's the cost going to be? You know, I, obviously, adding guys like Lazardo and Cease, who are young, who are good, who I don't even think we've seen the best of yet, who you have team control over. There's it's it's amazing. Like I don't I wouldn't be against acquiring either guy, but it comes down to what's it going to take. Like what's the cost of acquiring either guy? You know we mentioned on the last Rico the Marlins have always liked Brett Beatty. By the way, you make a deal like that, there's Vientos's playing time. <laughs> he'll be he'll be playing a lot of third base, that's for sure. But if I had to guess right now, middle of January, I stand by, I think they're probably done in adding starting pitching. 